Good morning, everybody. I say good morning, everybody. I'm Jackie Lewis. I'm the senior minister here at Middle Church. And if you're here for the very, very first time, a special welcome to you. It's a very strange day. Let's just be honest. To go to sleep to or wake up to the news of the shooting in Colorado Springs has me breathless and devastated and sad. To imagine that there was an attack on synagogues thwarted by some good police work at the train station has me grateful, but also clearly we're living in the hottest mess, terrible times, rife with hatred and violence, and it just destroys our souls. Amen? Amen. What's really good about Middle Church and what's really good about the God we love is we don't have to pretend that everything's hunky-dory when we come through these doors. Amen? Amen? We can bring our sorrow, our fear, our worry, our anger, our rage, our disappointment, our babies. <laughs> we can bring all of it with us through this door, and God will meet us exactly where we are. I want to invite us to turn our phones off. I want to invite us to take a deep breath. I want to invite you to take a deep breath. As we honor Trans Remembrance Week on this day, we're remembering all who we've lost, but also we're remembering all who live fiercely, boldly, badassery. We're remembering all of the ways that we are inspired by our siblings who come out and be who they are, so we can come out also and be who we are. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we are going to have a very special sermon today by our new friend Alok, who is here on the front row. Alok and God are going to work some magic today, <laughs> we've heard. We have beautiful music prepared, thanks to John and the band, and we have uh, and our beautiful choir. Choir! <laughs> and we have a very special baptism today as we baptize Giuseppe Angelo Morelli. Our brother. After worship today is our incredible uh, annual interface um, book fair for your kiddos. So please stick around and spend some time downstairs and for games and playtime and also conversation. And um, we hope that you will be blessed by this day. There are lots of other things happening in the life of the church. Let me just invite you to look at the bulletin. It's a week from Advent. Advent starts next week. That's why it's so damn cold outside. Just to remind us that it's wintertime. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. Okay. Will you breathe with me? Everybody stretch out and make seats. Clergy, we could use these right here if we need to so we can make some room for folks. Amanda Hamburg ashcraft is in the house for her people. <laughs> it's Susan Davis's birthday. I just embarrass her and say that. Happy birthday, Susan. And let us take a breath and worship our God. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. My friends, as a choir comes, if, uh, if you would rise with us and we're going to be singing, There's a Lifting of the Hands. 
our help comes from you. It happens twice, just in case anybody gets confused. And actually, you probably don't even need this, so you can just toss it aside. <laughs>
the uh, altar here, I invite all the children to come join Mira and I on the steps. All the young and young at heart. That's true. Come and join us down here by the steps. Hi. Stampede. Hi, Alicia. Thanks for joining us down here. And a whole stampede coming from upstairs. I know, this is so great. I have a fabulous jacket just like this. I wish I had known I would have worn mine today. <laughs> ben, it's a hard day today. Yeah, it is. Good morning, y'all. I just want to be really real with all of you that I'm not okay today. Something really bad happened last night. And this morning, I'm not okay. And that's all right. Yeah. And it's okay for you to not be okay some days too. If you wake up and your heart is breaking, or if you wake up and you're angry or you're scared, that's part of what it means to be human. But it's what we do when we feel that way that matters most. Can we come to a place like middle? Can we be in community? Can we say things that matter? Can we remind each other that we are so deeply loved? In our tears, in our hurt, in our fear. That's the kind of love that God calls us to. And it's the kind of love that I know each and every one of you has inside of you. It's love that matters. It's love our world needs. That's right, Ben. It is always okay. And thank you for sharing how you're feeling today. Have you all ever felt sad or mad about something before? Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. What do you do when you feel sad and mad? You cry? Me too. What do you do? Talk about it. You talk yeah. about it. That's really good. Anyone else want to share what they do? You scream? Yeah. yeah. Do you ever tell a parent or someone you love? Yeah. yeah. Doing something like what Ben did right now, sharing how you're feeling with friends and the people that you know love and care for you deeply, that's the best way to go through it. Because you're not alone. We're all here for each other and we're here for you, Ben. And we're here for all our trans siblings, all our queer siblings. Don't carry that, what you're feeling today alone. We carry it all together. What Amen. happened what happened last night happened to all of us. All of us are hurting with you. And it is okay 
to feel this way. We love you so much. <laughs> I love all of you so much. So as we go out singing Sia Hamba, carry with you that love that changes the world, that love that dares to show up with all of you, fearful, joyful, laughing, crying, knowing that all of it is sacred, because you are sacred, just as you are. That's right. We love you all. Let's sing Sia Hamba, friends. Good morning, Middle Church family. I'm so glad to be here with you today because I need you so much more than you need me this day, and it is a blessing to be downtown. I'm Reverend Will Kritzman. I'm the senior minister of West End Collegiate Church up on the Upper West Side. I bring their greetings and their love with me down to you this morning. I am also the president of these collegiate churches of the city of New York, and this is what a president looks like, okay? So. Ben. Friends. Alok. Jackie. Joey. Amanda, beautiful children. Our world breaks yet again. This is not new nor surprising. It happens every day. Today we have some new names. Some new names to add to a heavenly roster of angels. Angels who have no and every gender. Angels who have no and every sexuality. Angels that have no and every race. Angels that protect us all. They are with us in this room. Can you feel them? Do you know the names of some of the saints who have gone before? Do you know their names? What are they? The ones we remember. Say them louder, friends. Amen. 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 Amen? Amen. Amen. Holy One, we gather these names and we offer them up to you. You who have promised to count the hairs on our heads and to know when we trip. 
you know our names, our real names, sometimes even before we do. You call us into creation and you create us in your image, an image that is fiercely and divinely made and beautifully loved. You name us and like us with all our siblings and all of creation, you call us good. Holy, holy is your name. God, we gather today as your people mourning, mourning the destruction of a sanctuary last night, a place where people could be themselves, where they could worship, where they could celebrate, where they could revel, where they could be as only they could with meaning to make no excuses for no one and you were there. You're always there. So why does this keep happening? Holy one whose name is love. Why does it keep happening? Call us to be awake, to see with our own eyes the injustice of our own hands, to know the reins of tyranny that we impose and that hold our country and our world back from the creation that you have called us to be. Let us use these hands to dismantle those shackles, to untie the burdens and to let our freedom be bound up with those whom we love and those whom we hate. And may we together come into being a new people, fastened in your image, created in your name, hallowed and blessed be for this and every day. And as the saints still practicing our sainthood, we pray this prayer that Rabbi Jesus once taught us, Praying together, saying, in whatever words or language are most native to you, ever-loving and holy God, hallowed be your name. Your reign come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who have Friends, the good news of our faith, of any faith, of all faiths, is that we go together to God because we cannot go alone. 
This is a journey that we share together, shoulder to shoulder, arm in arm, hand in hand. We do together what none of us can do alone. Thanks be to God for that. This is the good news that we share, that we hold tight, and that is no secret, nor should it be kept as such, but shared with all we meet, turning to one another now, offering as much love and joy as you can. The peace of God be with you.
It's important to just thank Jeff Berman, who does a lot of art for us and doesn't always get his name called. <laughs> Jeff worked really hard with Charles Randolph Wright on that Juneteenth program with Calissa, Calissa Brewster helping. So thank you, Jeff, for bringing such a good eye to all the things. Appreciate you. Friends, today's scripture is short and powerful. Uh, when I was talking to Alok earlier in the week, maybe last week even, about what, what he wanted to share today, what they wanted to share today, this text just kept ringing true to me about something that this moment requires. It's Luke 17, just two verses really, 20 to 21. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and Jesus answered, the reign of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or no, there it is. For in fact, the reign of God is among you. The Greek actually says the reign of God is within you. And people just don't feel comfortable with that translation. But I do. <laughs> The reign of God, in fact, is right here in you, in all of us. So with that, I invite Alok to come and give us a word inspired by Sophia's spirit. Alok is a performer, a 
poet and activist and just damn brilliant. So please come and bring us a word, Alok. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. <laughs> everyone. Thanks so much for being here. I feel like I was meant to do this, so I'm really excited. <laughs> Today is Trans Day of Remembrance, and I want to begin with a moment of silence to honor the trans and gender non-conforming people who were murdered this year, as well as our LGBTQ siblings that we lost last night at the shooting in Colorado Springs. In 2022, there have been 32 recorded murders of trans people in the United States, and over 327 globally, the majority of whom were black and indigenous trans feminine people. These figures are shoddy and imprecise. Trans people are often misgendered in our deaths, and most places do not have sufficient tracking measures to keep a record of anti-trans hate violence. So I want to take a moment of silence to honor all the names we'll never know, the transcestors we will never meet, the invisibilized deaths, a community of unmarked graves. Let our silence be a sanctuary for our sorrow. Let our sorrow be a signal of our eternal love. Let our love render violence obsolete. Thank you. Thank you to Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis for this invitation and to Middle Church for having me. Let's begin with that, me. My name is Alok, and there are plenty of words I could use to encapsulate who I am, but none of them hit as close to the bone as an empath. <laughs> I feel, therefore I am. Today, this week, my home state of Texas proposed a bill that would criminalize venues for hosting trans performers like me. It's one of over 330 anti-LGBTQ bills that have been introduced this year alone in the US. Last night, at least five queer people were murdered at a bar in Colorado Springs, which goes to say, in the face of the baseness of a society trying to eliminate the people that I am and the people that I love, I come to you in pain. But this pain, it does not belong to me. It is yours and it is ours, but it is not mine to hold alone. Trans people have become a repository for the unprocessed grief of this disconsolate society. It's a society that fabricates narratives that trans people are dangerous to distract from the real violence occurring in its places of worship. It's a society that worships the false prophet of fear whose scriptures seep across news feeds like an oil spill, whose disciplines and disciples paint murals out of the muck 
manufacturing misinformation about trans health care in a country where the majority of people can't even afford to go to a doctor. It's a society that fuels the myth that our drag shows are destructive to divert from the true scene of the crime, its own homes, its own familial abuse passed down across generations like a family heirloom, one in which we wear our brokenness as a badge, as if our heartbreak makes us a martyr, not just miserable. It's a society that teaches men that their worth is commensurate with how much they can become a weapon, first detonated against themselves, then against one another, then against anyone who reminds them that they too are capable of blood. It's a society of fiction writers cosplaying as politicians, using this country as their global Comic-Con to compose stories so tantalizing and irresistible that the people they live in them not here on this earth, but there in the fairy tales of this country and its surgical division of billions of beautiful people into one of two genders and the subsequent pageantry of pretending like this coercion was our own choice. It's a society where we are told we only have worth for what we look like, not who we are. One which ritualizes and glorifies the irreversible damage of flattening our multitudes into mere flesh as if we were only bodies, not souls. Trans people are demonized precisely because that prevents this society from addressing its own wounds. Transphobia was invented as a quick fix a diversion, an ambassador to the status quo. The anguish and the indignation that many feel is just and necessary, but it is being misdirected at the wrong target. Trans people are not the enemy. Redirect your rage from being called cyst to the system, my friends. As, as trans people, we are tasked with holding the refuse of what others refuse in themselves, the shameful parts that they cannot reconcile with their self-image, their hesitations, their ambivalences, their contradictions, all the pieces left on the cutting room floor from the stories we tell about this country and its gender and its people, but I refuse this assignment. I reject the fundamental presupposition that this issue belongs to me, like the solution to the violence is having us change the way that we look, not the people harming us, changing the way that they act like. This is not about me, this is about us. Let the historians tell the story of a country who instead of circumventing the apocalyptic threat of climate change, let the money go to campaigns to keep people from using the bathroom. Let the therapist speak to the diffused resentment of a people who instead of being outraged by the gutting of public infrastructure, gasping for air like a drawn fish, the anger it was reserved for men in dresses in the media. Why are so many more people uncomfortable with what trans people look like than an escalating economic inequality. It's time to get our priorities queer.
Queerness is a ministry. It's a way of recognizing the sacredness shrouded in shame. It's a love ethic, relentless in its crusade to enfold all of us, no matter how different in its hearth. Queerness reorients away from the death drive and guides us back home towards life, towards each other, here and now. What I'm saying is, transphobia is hurting you too. I could come up here and detail all the ways that my life has been compromised by my gender, but this is not about me. Like I said, this is about us. Become fluent in it. How transphobia has abridged and abbreviated your own life, eclipsed your own potential freedom, love, wonder, capacity for expansion, how all of those days that could have been spent tending a garden, trying new recipes, building meaningful friendships were instead spent policing and commenting on other people's bodies, how all of the resources that could have gone towards actually investing in women's sports were wasted on kicking out trans athletes, how all of the energy, all of the energy it took to frame trans people you've never met as a threat could have gone into creating supportive pathways for survivors of intimate and domestic violence, meaningful and comprehensive mental health infrastructure for all people. What I'm saying is transphobia depletes the world, starves it of possibility, of beauty and dignity. All the lives of the people who could have potentially been your best friends. Transphobia, it keeps us grasping for air instead of holding on to one another. Targeting us will never bring you the resolution you seek and the compensation you deserve. All it does is give you status, not real safety or stability. Transphobia creates a lonely world where we are alienated from our bodies, our desires, our own spirits, separated from each other by the borders we draw around genders, where we look at one another but can't actually see each other, where we just experience people for what they should be, not who they actually are, where we spend so much time trying to assess how other people align with a preconceived category rather than noticing the actual choreography of their soul the rhythm of their heartbeat, the signature of their palm lines, their soul's fingerprint on this earth. There came a point in my work when I began to realize that the language of politics and gender was insufficient. I needed a deeper kind of love. The ongoing epidemic of gender violence is not just a political crisis, it's a spiritual crisis. It stems from our collective refusal and inability to believe that we are all worth more than this. There is no dignity in a world where people are marked for premature death. There is no dignity in a world where people are murdered for being, which is another way of saying being themselves. Why have we settled for mere mirage? for the circus disappearing act of categories whose casualty is our individuality? How have we become resigned to calling this, this daily regimen of gender norms, living? This is not living. 
It is possible to exist and still not be alive. What I'm saying is that perhaps so many seek to target and kill us because then they don't have to confront the fact that they are already dead. I don't know about you, but I want to be magnificent. I want every moment on earth to be a monument to it, magnificence. I want heaven on earth now. I want the divinity of individuality. I want a soul-first kind of love that recognizes that beauty is not about what we look like, it's about how we treat one another. And I learned that kind of love from queer people, from the sacredness of a dance floor like that one in Colorado Springs, from people who have been shown so much lovelessness from the world and yet found a way to love, them love themselves despite it, simply through loving each other, from queer people who loved me before I was brave enough to love myself. And that's why we're being targeted, gunned down. It's not because we lack, it's because we love. With such a fierce incandescence that it becomes a ring light to their soul. And so many cannot bear to confront what is illuminated within them and the halo of our light. So how did we get here? to this perennial scene of self-sabotage, screened across America like a Hollywood film, where we keep on stubbing our toes on the way home, stepping on each other like stones on a street. How did we mistake another cage as a home, another leash as a key out of it, decorate our dissociation like a plastic Christmas tree, pretend that made it somehow different? We got here because we got lost, and that's okay, because that's what humans do, get lost. We are counterintuitive, flawed, imprecise, callow, and rash. And how wonderful is that? Because inscribed within us, within our own self-destructive impulses, is a roadmap home, an invitation back to one another. Every time we get lost, as another opportunity to ask for redirection. Crisis is many things, among them an invitation back to one another. And in this moment of discord and division, we are being called back together. We are being asked to forego our fidelity to fear and put faith in one another, to remember that ancestral wisdom inscribed in our very DNA like a tree ring and a trunk, we need each other fundamentally to get free. And so I love the people who hate us more than they could ever hate us because I refuse the distraction and diversion to think that I could ever do this alone, this meaning being alive. My plea is not that you see my humanity, it's that you see your own, that you remember and reconnect with that voice inside of you that once upon a time knew how to trust that you trust in trust again. Make the foolish leap of faith. Love yourself enough to love us, to believe that the glory days don't have to be over, they can last forever. That glory comes from seeing divinity as an extension, not a departure from our humanity. Perfection means we cannot do this alone. Perfection means we broken people find each other to complete ourselves. 
that we need each other not just to be free, but to be. Every day, I walk outside as a leap of faith. Sometimes I wonder if I'll be the next statistic. If next year on a day very much like this, they will be saying my name. Sometimes that fear, it takes control of my life and I wanna hide forever. But then I choose faith, by which I mean I call a friend and I remember that there are people in the world who are beautiful people by which I mean kind people, people who are generous and compassionate, by which I mean divine people. And I go outside anyways, both woman and man, both fearful and loving, both body and soul, both you and me, all love. I heard a, I heard a story once about people who had the audacity to love even in the face of profound grief and despair. I think, I think those people were called humans. Thanks so much. Will, why don't you join us? Any clergy want to come join us as we, you know, do a thing to Joey? <laughs> Pam, come join us. Joey's chosen family, please come and stand with Joey. Come on. Come on, come on, come up in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill it in. Hello? I don't know. I don't know. It feels kind of almost irreverent to speak after that. It was just a holy dose of power and love. Thank you so much. I met Joey. Hi, Joey. Hi. One Revolutionary Love Conference about 10 years, 10 years ago, almost, right? Exactly, yeah. And I, I fell in love with you. <laughs> I fell in love with you. Um, Joey's amazing. Today we have the deep and beautiful honor of doing what the church has done for millennia, to millennia, which is to acknowledge that this ordinary water is holy, that we are holy, that Giuseppe Angelo Morelli is holy, at Middle Church, in our Reformed tradition, we baptize infants and children. Some of the babies I baptized are up here. Um, we baptize adults because we know that this is actually about God's calling us and just recognizing that God is calling us. We do this because we all belong to God, no matter our age, no matter our 
social location, no matter our gender, God just loves us, loves us so much. So baptism claims that God claims us. And that is why we are here today, to delight in Joey and God's claim on Giuseppe's life. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, we thank you for the gift of baptism, for the power of ritual, for the joy of worship. In these moments, transform us. Make us a community that loves all of us awesomely and wonderfully, just as God made our very selves. Grant us wisdom and courage to create your reign on earth. To Joey's family at Middle Church and to the chosen family standing with him, will you continue to love Giuseppe fiercely with rule-breaking kindness? Will you pray with him and for him for the ongoing healing and joy? If so, say we will. We will. And will you support all those in our community who are queer, trans, bi, gay, lesbian, non-binary, non-gender conforming and queer, whom the church and the world have deemed other and worthy of harm? Will you work to make a just world that welcomes their beauty and your own? If so, say, we will. We will. Beloved, what is your full name? Giuseppe Angelo Morelli. Can you stand a little closer to the water? <laughs> uh -oh. Let's get wet, right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Giuseppe Angelo Morelli, what an honor it is to baptize you in the name of God, whom Jesus called Abba, Daddy. In the name of Jesus, Yeshua ben Joseph, our rabbi and teacher and friend. And in the name of the Holy Spirit, who with her grace and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and fill your heart and lungs with joy. Amen. Amen. And Joey, I offer you this poem blessing, and I invite everyone to, if you wish, put one heart, one hand on your own heart and one hand out toward Joey and toward our beloved community. Like water, what we know as water shows up in this world in many forms, carrying the passage of time on its silvery back freezing infinity in a single drop, filling empty spaces and evanescing into space itself. This water ever modeling the miracle of transformation, yet never losing its essence. In fact, this transformational power is its, its essence, our non-binary primordial life giver First element to be named in the creation story, divided, gathered, and declared good. You, beloved 
Giuseppe Angelo Morelli, like water, have shown up in this world in different forms as part of your journey to the natural expression of who you are and were made to be. May this water today represent wholeness and forever unite you with the mighty streams of justice and righteousness for the healing of the world. Amen. 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 When we baptize little ones, I get to hold them up in the air like <laughs> Simba or somebody. Joey asked that I not pick them up. I, 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 think, I, I think I could do it, but let's, but let's not. <laughs> but today, little family, I present to you Giuseppe Angelo Morelli, <laughs> child of God. has words for us. We are so blessed that we get to hear a word from Joey inviting us to join this movement. <laughs> I was um, so unnerved this morning after hearing what happened last night that I actually erased my speech for you this morning. Thank goodness I had it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did. It was 10 years ago. You know, it's great. Uh, first of all, it's great to be home. You know, it's been 10 years since I've been here, but five of those years have been in Sedona, Arizona. So you are always with me no matter what I do, no matter where I go, when I speak out and speak up, I know you're always there with me. So I appreciate each and every one of you being here today. For, for most of you, I think you know me, but I am a retired law enforcement officer, 9-11 first responder. My pronouns are he, him. I'm a trans queer man. Um, I did come here first 10 years ago. I can't believe it when I thought about that. I said, wait a minute. Um, but I came here as a law enforcement officer who was struggling around race and law enforcement. There was a couple incidents that happened at the job that split the squad room, black and brown and white. And you definitely knew who was racist and who wasn't. And so I started asking those questions. We didn't get taught the history between the black community and the police in the academy. So I started asking some real important questions. And I needed some guidance from somewhere and someone said, a friend of mine said, come to the Revolutionary Love Conference. And I did. I, I attended, attended, and after a few days, you know, I decided to keep coming back. Middle helped me navigate my responsibility as someone who was white privileged and a law enforcement officer. 
when it came to race, I'm not going to lie, there were some real uncomfortable moments. But you hung in there with me, and I hung in there with you. I listened. I learned. I unlearned those white supremacy lies that had been taught in church, in school, and even at home. While doing this work, <laughs> I started connecting the dots and started seeing the similarities of oppression and lies that we were being told in the LGBTQ2S plus community. It helped me deconstruct the walls of suppression I was living with, and gender identity was part of that for me. Pathways and opportunities were here at Middle for me, for me to wrestle with myself and transform into the man I am today. We strive here to honor everyone, and each of us are encouraged to live our truths, truths of all kind, including each of our unique identities. It is made clear to each of us unconditional love by God, unconditional love by humans that I was taught here, and that we all, no matter who we are, have a seat at God's table. I know some of you who are here or some who are listening out there may be struggling with some of the same things. I ask you to join the movement. Go to middlechurch.org and become a member. And be sure to be signed up for a new members class online so that we can get to know you better. And part of being the, move, the movement in any movement is financial responsibility. And so I ask that you scan the QR code on the screen for Venmo or go to middlechurch.org and donate to give online and complete the three-year pledge to the Middle Rising campaign on the website. What I say to you all today, what I've learned the most here, is silence is complicit and apathy is never an option. Thank you for being my family.
song is dedicated to people like me, maybe like you, those that have struggled with insecurities, acceptance, and even self-esteem. You never felt good enough. You never felt pretty enough. But imagine God whispering in your ear, letting you know that everything that has happened is now. God, dedicate these gifts of our hands, but more than that, bless the hands that have given them. My dedication prayer today is that each of us may make our lives a dedication, that in a world filled with dehumanizing words, we will proclaim the truth that every person is holy and blessed, that in a world filled with violence, you will make us instruments of your peace. So bless what we have given. Know that our work is not finished, but that we will do it with all that we have and all that we are. We pray this with your heavenly name. Amen. And if you join us for our closing hymn, and let it be a prayer as we leave this space of grace and safety that for all the lives that were lost and everyone who's still here to keep the fight going that God would bless us in all that we do the Lord bless you and keep you may their faith
What a beautiful place this is. What a beautiful community you are. A look, what a gifted, gifted, gifted community. So amazing. There's only one Alok, so you can look Alok up and find books and art and um, a degendering. Wardrobe moments, just all the things, beautiful things, gorgeous things. And what I pray today is that each of us will own more of us. I mean, really just dig deep into you and own you and love you and accept you and delight in you. The things that make us afraid of us are the things that make us hurt other people. Just dig in there and get it. Get your girl parts, <laughs> get your boy parts, get your tramp, get your, get your in-between parts, get your both and parts, is what Alok was preaching to us. Own it, love it, cherish it, claim it, delight in it, and delight in the same about your neighbor. This is how we're going to heal the world. Thank you, Alok, for the gift of you today. And receive this benediction. We're running long. Do you feel like talking to me or you want to do another time? None time. See, mm -hmm, I felt that. I was like, come, come on up here. We'll hug now. We're going to have lots of conversations. In fact, my Love Period podcast has a beautiful conversation with Elope. So look, look for that. May God bless and keep you. May the Holy One make their face to shine upon you. May the goodness in the universe be gracious unto you because she created you. And may you feel peace now and always. Amen. Amen. God bless.